0: Welcome to the Student Housing Insight Podcast, where we are putting you in touch with the people who bring student housing to life. I'm your host, Wesley Dees, and this is one of our special Behind the Biz episodes. So, AUS Furniture. Have you ever heard of them? (laughs) You know, being in this industry for 20 years, I've seen companies both student housing providers as well as providers to the sector come and go and i've seen a lot of them stay (laughs) as well and it was it was really strange when aus reached out to me and said hey you know we're a furniture company we're interested in in your podcast love what you're doing want to talk about how we can work together and i thought how have I n- never heard of you guys? <laughs> and uh, then I found out what AUS stood for, which is Appalachian University Systems. And it was like, oh yeah, I remember you guys when I first got started. They were heavily into on campus and a lot of the campus or, or P3 type of, of uh, deals that were being done uh, at, at that particular time. And I didn't know if they had just you know, fallen away and have come back or what. And I think, you know, it says a lot when a company doesn't have to do a lot of marketing and how they've been able to continue to not just survive, but, but flourish. And, AUS or Appalachian University Systems has been able to do that they've done such of a great job in both the logistics part of what they do as well as just making quality furniture that you know they haven't had to do a lot of marketing they've been able to keep their clients and uh, you know they haven't had to be the big boys so to speak and it was it was just really kind of crazy how they've rebranded themselves and everything else and start looking at who they're doing work with and it's like okay you know there's some big companies that that they've been doing doing and they've done a lot of great projects as well and so as i sit down with with dean and with curtis at Aus, I really, you know, got to find out the story behind a lot of that, and behind the company, and it's one of those that I think is is definitely worth listening to, but these guys are just just really incredible great company culture and they've just got a real servant attitude and how they're treating their their customers and not just their customers but your customers um, if you're serving the student student housing industry and making sure that everything is on time and that you're not going to have a lot of problems with the furniture you are not have any problems with the furniture so Anyway, I wanted to, uh, to, again, this is one of those special Behind the Biz episodes where I feature one of our sponsors. And these guys are great. If you are uh, a couple of things, and I've said this in, in the previous podcast, um, that they've had their their ad spot on you've got, you've got turn coming up and these guys actually really understand that and know that people sometimes don't order enough furniture. So they keep things in inventory, especially, you know, a lot of the things that, um, are pretty standard, you know, as far as mattresses and beds and, and some of the case goods. Um, if you want to specifically design, you know, designer type of sofa, um, that's not going to happen because it's, it's the last week of june (laughs) and that's not going to happen by the time you hear this is the first week of july so so yeah a lot of those standby kind of things that you need they they do have on standby they have an inventory in their um facilities in in birmingham so uh, make sure that you give them a call and and they may even be able to help you out on on those type of things that are coming up immediately but if you've got a new project that you're delivering or you're switching out you know a good portion of your furniture i would really really encourage you to to reach out to curtis at aus and and talk with them well great well i'm going to go ahead and play this interview and we'll talk to you later take care guys Guys, welcome to the podcast. Curtis and Dean, how are you guys doing?
1: Doing great. How about you, my friend?
0: I, I'm doing great. It was a great Father's Day, and I hope you guys had a great Father's Day as well.
1: It was. It was. just went by too fast. They all do.
0: <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I feel like Mother's Day may be just a little bit longer. It feels like there's a little extra celebration that goes into it as opposed to Father's Day. But that's Mother, the way it should be.
1: It's, it's, it's like my little girl's birthday. It's like birthday month. Yeah. You
0: know? <laughs> Well, hey guys, listen. I want to uh, first of all thank you guys for for sponsoring the Student Housing Insight podcast and the platform in and of itself as it, as it continues to grow. And you know, just to to give the audience a little bit of a story, uh, Curtis and I recently you know met up on LinkedIn and said, hey, we ought to we ought to do some things together. And I remembered. AUS as Appalachian University Systems over the, uh, you know, two decades that I've been involved in student housing, but had kind of lost touch, you know, in recent years as the AUS brand. And we'll get into a little bit of uh, kind of that uh rebranding that you guys went through and, and, and what was behind that but you know, you guys were were really the at least through the southeast i remember really kind of the the supplier to universities for for furniture and want to want to talk about that a little bit but before we even get into that let's just you know what's what's your elevator speech
1: guys yeah that, that's that's always tricky to sum up uh, uh something in 90 seconds right how, <laughs> how, how, how how's the building
0: <laughs> right
1: <laughs> now, uh, you know, what I do try to tell tell folks with us is just people are so, so stinking busy and I don't know, anybody who's buying furniture who didn't have a hundred other things to do. So I just encourage people to delegate that responsibility to us I mean let it really and truly become our problem, our concern. And once they issue the contract to us, they don't have to think about furniture anymore. I mean, they, they give us the they give us the window of time to be there, uh, and you, and they just know and trust they can be there on time. It'll be completed on time, and they can they can show up on the last day and it's done. And so that that's that's what I encourage people to do in a, in a, in a short fashion is totally trust us, delegate delegate that responsibility to us. So they don't have to, they don't have to worry about it anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter who your furniture provider is. They they. They have to be, you know, a partner in, in the project because, and if if you've got somebody you feel like is not a partner in it, you gotta get rid of them because it's uh, it's you know it's that developer, it's that operator, it's their name on the line and and you know furniture providers got to you know they got to understand their names on the line as well because exactly. if, if exactly. something if something doesn't get delivered on time and the and the news media shows up at the front door of the clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. think somebody's not going to you know blurb your name out <laughs> yeah. on the you, news.
1: You, you know it's really it's really unique, isn't it? I mean, our, I know every industry has some uniqueness to it, but I don't know of any. Uh, I mean, let's talk about a hotel. I mean, the hotel, the furniture's not there. Yeah, it could it could delay an opening, and that yeah. would be terrible. But guess what? that residence hall or that apartment complex, is going to open on that day. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what, you can't delay, you can't delay the school opening. And yeah. So, uh, and good oh, luck yeah,
0: finding a hotel to send them to because everything's yeah. going to be booked up that first week.
1: It, exactly. So being late is not an option in our world. You're, you're exactly right. Right. Well,
0: hey, uh, give, us, give us a little bit of the origin story on, on AUS. Uh, I know I alluded a little bit to kind of how you guys got the beginning, got your beginning. Um, earlier, but give us that origin story.
1: Yeah, you know, re- really, I would break it up into two parts. Um, my my father in law, uh, John Tipton, called Johnny Tipton, he started this way back in 1992. He talked about a dinosaur in the industry. I mean, he had been in it about 30 years uh, with another large company that time. They've been, that company's been long gone for a long time now, but he did it 30 years prior to starting AUS. And gotcha. So uh, I, I guess he, he this is, you talk about a, you talk about a, a legend in the industry that was just incredible, <laughs> uh, but um, I, I, he had to make this work as all he knew, um, but um, but that that's really, really, that's one of awesome worst stories that that was back in nineteen ninety two and at that time Wes you know all he did was uh, he serviced Alabama we're based in Birmingham Alabama so he serviced mm-hmm. our state and at that time he had one private developer capstone. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that, so we started with them back in 1992 as well. And, was, and it was uh, his son, Brian, and myself uh, started a few years after that. And then, unfortunately, he passed away in 2008. He contracted uh, ALS, uh, better known as Lou Gehrig's disease, back mm-hmm. in 2006, passed in 08. And so yeah, I don't know if anybody's ever experienced that. In their life before, but when when your founder when your leader passes, you almost kind of have to reset a little bit and kind of figure out what you're doing again. Yeah. And so really, uh, that, that's why I kind of re- worded two origin stories. So at that point, uh, Brian, his son, and myself had to figure out what was next. And and so over the next three years, um, we made a few strategic hires. We we decided we wanted to be a, a nationwide company. And we made uh, several strategic hires, and uh, Jason and Jennifer Moore, Christian Dembesti and Curtis Cook. And through those people, we started building a base, and we developed a, a legitimate international supply chain. And we began servicing customers across the country. So that was kind of our second origin story, if you will.
0: Yeah, you know, I, just because I kind of, you know, we've had some discussions before, and I kind of understand, you know, what that reset was like. Uh, and, and I know there's a lot of other companies that that are like that or you know, any company has to go through a transition in leadership. Um, the, there's always got to be this kind of refocusing and and building out that leadership team. Again, I think I think something that could be very valuable to, to our listeners is maybe you give a little bit of insight on you know, how you guys went through that. You know, because be it a property, you know, at a property level, if I'm a property manager, um, there's always property managers that are moving up into other positions, moving to other markets, or they just weren't cut out for it. Um, And then the same thing happens, you know, at the regional and and corporate level. So I'd love to kind of get your two cents on, you know, how you guys got focused in on that and,
1: and made that a reality. Sure. Yeah. Besides, you mean besides just hoping and praying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure
0: there's a lot of that that goes into it as well. Yeah,
1: that's right. No, um, you know what? Of course, I. And I don't guess we were too unique in 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 this sense. I guess a lot of folks from the situation. Obviously, we were, at that point. Especially, uh, we were not a large company. Uh, you know, of course, privately held. It was just Brian and myself uh, on the smaller side of that, and so. We 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 really had to hire people that we trusted implicitly. Mm-hmm. I mean, as we as we wanted to grow, we knew we could not hire somebody to do this or that, and then circle back around them all the time. We had to totally trust people. Well, how do you do that? I mean, if you're if you're a huge corporation with vetting processes and HR, I mean, you might do that effectively by going out, and I'm, I'm sure people have been successful doing that. But that's not the route we took. You know, we we actually hired people that we were already connected to and trusted, and they already proved themselves in other areas that were that were connected to with business. I mean, two, two quick examples. I mean, uh, Christian, you know, I mentioned he's our international operations manager. I mean, he had been importing uh, furniture before it was even cool to do so. I mean, he was <laughs> one of our suppliers already, and uh, we worked with him eight years prior to that. as just, again, not as a W-2 employee, but just as a supplier. And so he had already proven himself to be trustworthy, and so we, we hired him to really spearhead a – uh, an operation in southern in southern Asia uh, to be a supply chain manager to do that, and then Curtis Cook, who's was with me right here. I mean, he, he was very homegrown. He started in college uh, installing furniture for us. We do our own installations. We hire college guys to travel all over the country to do that. And and Curtis, we, we watched him kind of. We're well, not kind of. We watched him grow up. Uh, through this, and he was. you know, I hate to say this in front of him, but he's, you know, he's a special guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's very special, yeah, for sure. But I, <laughs> he is—he is, he, he really is. And, and he was—he just—you—you you gave him the responsibility, and it was just done. He was done right. Yeah. And so he—he he moved his way up, and you and he—he had a little piece of our company, and you know throughout the next four or five years, and and by the end, by you know 2013. He was in charge of our business development, so, so yeah, so that, that's how we did it. I'm I'm sure there's lots of other ways to skin the cat, but we um, but we had people we already were connected to who we already already had a track record with with us, and and maybe maybe some other folks can, can think about that too. Who's in, who's in your own backyard uh, that that you know not just not just on somebody's recommendation.
0: Yeah, I think um, uh, you know, trust is uh, as uh, I know. Uh, Patrick Lincioni and uh, other authors have well have said I can't you know I'm not exactly sure who the original author was but you know business moves at the speed of trust and if you can't if you can't trust anybody or if you can't trust someone it just it makes it incredible I mean just you know just from a coworker standpoint uh, you know something uh, something said that isn't exactly true and uh, you know blame may be shifted or something like that that you just you know makes you kind of become protective of, of you know everything that you say and all of a sudden if you don't have you know if you're not transparent with everybody and let everybody know what's going on then you know all of a sudden something gets missed so uh, that's
1: was well, absolutely but you know, and, and think about what that word means. we use it all the time they're a representative, you know they're sales representative or whatever it is what are they doing I and mean, they're re presenting i mean yeah. they're representing who you are they're presenting who you are and uh i tell you what it takes a long time to to build something up but it, it can blow up quick and yeah. so it was just critical critical that we we had we had the right people and representing our company because we, we we really brian i really look at that they're representing who we are to other folks and so it was uh, a, and, and when you start to delegate that to somebody else it's uh it's a hard it's hard to let go (laughs) and so if you you've done it all yourself for a while so it was it was a big learning curve for us that was 10 years ago now but but it feels feels like yesterday and yet it feels like an eternity ago
0: (laughs) yeah yeah well hey let's let's go into a little bit more of just the the companies why you know why is it that that you guys exist i mean obviously this is kind of a second generation company for for you and and your brother-in-law but there's, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of the same, uh, you know, w- when it came to Johnny, I'm sure that was, you know, as you mentioned, it was a lot out of necessity and, and things that he just knew. But I'm sure during that reset back in 2008, you guys really had to, to look at your why. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, not not to try to give you two answers for every every one of your questions, but it, but, but I think there are two answers for that because, I think, is why do you exist, you know, for the purpose of your customers? And then it's also why do you exist internally, you know, for your for your own little family? Yeah, that exists, yeah. You know, and so, you know, for the customers and we and we, we, you know, in our other conversations, we've referenced some of this before, Wes. You know, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of good folks out there, a lot of, a lot of honest folks. But I'll tell you what. We live in a very hectic world, and we live in a world where people are are not always transparent or upfront, and sometimes they're just not not honest. Mm-hmm. And and so, um, you know, so as far as the the why we exist for our customers, you know, and I don't try to act like we're saving lives, delivering hearts or lungs. I mean, we, <laughs> we are our supplier will overinflate what we do, but I, but I can tell you, but I can tell you what we what we do. And and that's why we, the very least we could do for our customers is they can have a company out there that's honest, that treat people right, uh, that when they they're dependable, that means when you when they order the furniture, it goes back to that first elevator speech. When they order the furniture, it's going to be their own time. They don't have to worry about it and just hope. They're not the ones hoping and praying. So remember it was earlier, <laughs> right? That they have good ground for knowing that all will be well. And you know our our customers really do with us. They 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 give us the proverbial keys, whether they were literal keys or whatever it might be, and they just tell us, "Calls when it's done." Yeah. And, and if we could do that for our customers, I think we've served a little small purpose. And but I think for the why, for the for the for the for our team here, for the family here at AUS, not just I don't mean just family as far as blood family, but family that that meet here every every day and go out every day. You know, I, I I would just like to think we're a place that that people come to and work, and they're they have a good lifestyle. You know, that they're, <laughs> they're, they're they're happy to come to work. They care about the people they work next to, and they care about the people they work for. I think that's symbiotic to the other why. I think once you have employees that truly are, you know, I hate even call them employees, that are team members. I mean, when they're family members. Once you have people that really do. Care about the the person next to them, and the person that's writing their check. I think that transfers into a better experience with the customer too.
0: Yeah, and I, I know you guys certainly uh, certainly treat the employees like family because I remember uh, Curtis telling me <laughs> when uh, you know oh, no, of, it? <laughs> yeah, when it, when he was kind of laying out you know how he uh, you know he went from working with you guys as as a college student to to move into Birmingham uh you guys housed him for five months in your house not not not. you gave him a hotel somewhere for five months or extended stay but uh i believe it was with um uh, with uh your mother-in-law correct
1: yeah that's right yeah I, by the way i do not recommend that to anybody else <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no uh and curtis is right here he can i mean we we'll would take 30 seconds here he can tell you what happened there
2: well, they, they made a unique hire, uh, or a strategic hire with me. Uh, they, they waited till after I was married. Um, they didn't trust me when I was single, so I, <laughs> I, I had to be married, but, um, I, I remember we told people that, uh, that we were moving to Birmingham at our, at our wedding. And so it was all just, we came back from our, our honeymoon or whatever. And we just, we just moved to Birmingham because they, they offered me the job, there, full-time position. And, uh, you know, I, I was still paying rent in, in Tampa. And so, um, Kay, Kay said that you could, you could live with us. And so she, she had, uh, one side of the house and we had the other, and and we lived there for five months, uh, until, until we could get our own apartment. Um, and that was around 2012. So it's just, uh, incredible. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy to, uh, it's easy to do what you do when you, when you have people like that, you know, you, you just, you work for the people around you because you love them. And, um, so yeah, it is. Family
0: yeah. Well, guys, what is it that I mean? Now that you've been in student housing, you know, through this this kind of evolution, you know, of your own and uh, this, you know, within the company, uh, what's been one of the things that have surprised you the most w- within the industry?
1: Yeah. So. I'm 42 and full disclosure here. So, I, so I'm, a, I'm a young dinosaur. So I've done it since I was 21. <laughs> so this is going on my 21st year. So Wes, I mean, it, you know, man, well, I, mean, I mean, you probably experienced when you were in college and I believe we were, we were putting furniture <laughs> and it looked like uh, a step up from prison furniture. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know, you said the bad word dormitories is not even a good word anymore. And apartment complexes, you know, with furniture made out of, out of, out of particle board and glued together with chewing gum. Yeah. I
0: mean,
1: so really we, we've seen this industry transform. I have personally from just institutional furniture going into like dormitories or just, you know, apartment complexes that you'd be, you know, probably want to leave your kids there to installing furniture, you know, into places that, I mean, I mean, you'd, I mean, you'd you'd be proud to call it your home. Yeah, and, and it's and the furniture that you you'd be pleased to put into your own home. Yeah, so you know, it has been a – I I would have never guessed. You know that the same furniture that I could put uh, that I that I put into these into these cottages that, that these developers you know build that I could put this exact same furniture into my master bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and and that's important because it is. You know, we, we, we forget. I mean, these these are these are these, this is these these are these students' homes. I mean, is their homes for one year, two years, sometimes? if you're as slow as me? Five years to get out of <laughs> and and so uh, so really and truly, I mean, it is their home, and these developers have come in and made it like home, and and it's it's a it's a really. Again, not to over-dramatize it, you know, we r- r- furniture, not, not hearts and lungs, but I, it has been a pleasure to be a part of that transformation, to, to see that radical change.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, I always heard, you know, I, so you and I are um, basically the same age. I think there's probably six months that may separate us and been in it, you know, same, the same amount. And, and, and I kind of grew up in the, in the latter part of this, you know, student housing evolution, yeah, I remember my parents making that comment of, uh, well, wow, we didn't have anything like this when, you know, we were your age in college and, and
1: There's nothing about I've heard that line so many times.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, since I've been in it, it's just every year I hear more and more and and I'm seeing more and more and you know, even now I I go to you know, I go to places I'm I'm shopping these markets all the time and seeing something new and unique and it's It's like, yeah, we didn't have it like that. And quite honestly, I don't think they've got it any better when it comes to the amenities, because it's always something that's, you know, a little, you know, everybody's talking about or something. Right. Um, But I will say when it comes to the furniture, <laughs> that has that is one thing I could definitely point to and say we didn't have anything like that when I was
1: like, <laughs> yeah, you, you you got it I mean cinder blocks in a, in a bed frame <laughs> <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. Well, hey so so uh, Dean, uh, you work with a lot of developers and operators and I think um, you know a lot of them do the same things but they also make a lot of the same mistakes as well <laughs> And uh, you know when it when it comes to, to choosing furniture for their student housing project, wh- what's one of the things you keep seeing the types of mistakes that they're making that you want to show them a better way of doing it?
1: you know again, I, I, I like your question. it's a good question. And again, I would be a little, little hesitant to call it a just a grave mistake, but I would, I would like to see developers, uh, give, give more suppliers a fair shake in their, as their furniture supplier. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I totally value relationships. I mean, I'm glad we have them. I'm glad our re- customers are loyal to us. But, but I, I would argue, and this would include our customers, that you, you can't be loyal to a fault. Mm-hmm. And, so when, when you've got a huge project going on, to not want to enter, entertain and engage you know, a potential other supplier to see what they have to offer, and I mean, I mean, not just go to the little dog and pony show, but really, really consider: is there is there a better way to do this? Uh, you know, it, it could it could cost your own company or your employer's company literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in short time. I mean, if you. I mean, if you have developers spending three or four million dollars worth of furniture, you know, and 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 we can provide better service and just as quality products, if not better, and I mean, not not just us, if another vendor can too, and save and save a save the company ten percent. Well, I mean, two or three years, you can have a million dollars for the savings, yeah. and for you might even have better service and a better relationship. So,
0: so let me let me throw out something out there that you know I think i would be surprised to see developers um well I, I take it back uh i know a lot of developers get into cookie cutter mode and they say hey this is what we used in knoxville let's go use this in neo memphis or wherever their next project's going to be because they know sure. the numbers and they can underwrite it and you know everybody's going to kind of take the whatever their profession is they're apt to take the you know path of least resistance and go with what they know. I think that's I think that's a huge mistake for developers. You know on the on the operation side, you know, when, when something's out of development and that furniture's kind of baked in at that point and I wish everybody was in a situation where they would replace furniture every, you know, 7 years and just wipe everything out come back with something new but the reality is uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, there, yeah. There, there aren't reserve requirements that, <laughs> that make that yeah. reality and you know everybody kind of gets stuck in with well I, you know I ordered this from ABC company so you know I know that they've you know they've got the even if they stop making this particular line they've got everything I need you know in order to continue um, repairing this furniture but I don't know if that's necessarily the case with you guys uh, I think a lot of times you're able to come in and see something specific that maybe they ordered four or five years ago and you may not be able to offer necessarily as good price as good pricing but um in a lot of cases it's probably going to end up being uh you know higher quality and still you know match everything that they've got am, am I right or wrong with that
1: well, well, you know, we can. Give, I can give you an example. I mean, I don't know how this works on a on a podcast. I'll, I won't mention I won't mention names, but we're working with <laughs> several, you know, several, you know, developers that we're doing their entire portfolio, and as they, and so what happens? I mean, so they're they're going and acquiring uh, properties with uh, with other people's furniture, and so we you know where their portfolio suppliers. So you know, what, where does that leave us? And so we we've got to go in and match their existing furniture so i mean that's not a theory that's what we're doing is, mm-hmm. is our is our existing customers are purchasing more and more properties and where we're their furniture suppliers so we are going in and, and matching the, the existing furniture uh to be able to do that and you know Wes, it, it is it is easy to take you know the 500 bed uh the 500 bedroom order you know but when but really was what's the company really made of i mean it's really the it's really the company that you know, in three years, when they need you know two or three replacements, they're still going to honor that and do just as good a job about replacing those two or three items um, than than they did when they got the big order. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. so you you got to take care of the you got to take care of the, the the small the small business too. So yes, absolutely, I think that's you know that is what we have done. We, we we've we've had to in order to service our cows.
0: Well, and that, that's kind of a tie in into, you know, my next question is, is, you know, if I'm looking at you guys, you know, as a, as a potential supplier, what, what do you feel like separates you from, from your other competitors?
1: Sure. Sure. You know, it, most importantly, you know, we really try to focus on what is a good question, totally fair question too, but we do really try to focus on what we, what we do and what, and not so much on what our competitors don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but still, still it's, it's a fair, but at the end of the day you're still competing with other people, so you've got to be mindful of what other folks are doing. So So our goal, it, it, it is our slogan and it's called you know always put the customer first. But that is that is, Wes, that is not a tagline for us. That is not something just cute to say. I can with the clearest conscience, every decision we make, how we spend our money, how we spend our time, how we take care of problems, we always put the customer first. And, and so I don't know how, how how deep you want to dive with all that, but there's, you know, examples abundant with that. But we really try to do that with all our being is put the, put the customers first. We're very customer centric.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, I think... Anybody that's willing to take, I mean, I think everybody's going to say that about themselves, right? Right. But to be able to put it out there as your motto, as your tagline, keeps it front and center for everybody, right? Not just your customers, but but mainly for your employees. Because at the end of the day, it's one of those things where, you know, no matter what decision they have to make for the company, um, be it, you know, well there's a little chip on you know on that coffee table laminate but you know what i got 200 more i've got to install by the end of the day i'll just you know wait until you know someone tells me it needs to be replaced that's not good enough <laughs> when yeah. when you know and so having that tagline i think serves as that as that memory uh, or, or provides that memory of no i've got to do i've got to do the right thing for the customer and if i was the customer you know i wouldn't want to accept that and you know it doesn't mean that you you take it out right away it means that you're you know you record it down and somebody you know, you tell somebody about it and, and let them know that you're going to make it right. So no, I think, I think that's huge. And I think, uh, you know, when it comes to, um, when it comes to, to all the suppliers, uh, you know, within student housing on the furniture side, I, I definitely, uh, you know, I can't say that that's not everybody's core value and something that, you know, they definitely make a priority. What I, I can, you know, put upon everybody else is making sure, or what I would ask uh, everyone else that's that's on the operating side or, or the development side is you know regardless if if you've got a true head in bed type of mentality and that's all you care about versus you know there's a lot of operators and developers out there that are are more focused on you know doing that through making you know more positive impact and you know the type of you know the the students wants and needs and, and you're trying to create a product that meets that you've got to have a furniture provider that that gets that and because and and is really approaching that installation as a partnership because you know, it goes back to what we said earlier at the end of the day if that stuff's not delivered on time and is not installed and ready there's going to be that that's good that's going to be what's out on the street right that's going to be hey i moved in and you know you know I had to sleep on a on the floor with a with an air mattress for for three days or whatever and, and you know they're going to make sure that not just the you know not just the property manager the name of the company or name of the property is is mentioned but you know parents are going to want to know the name of the furniture supplier as well so yeah i think uh, it- you got to have somebody to understand that understands that
2: yeah, it, absolutely, Wes. It, it goes back to that trust. I mean, you just think about uh, if it if it's a tagline and it and just gets lost in the wayside, then, you know, you, you don't really mean it. And, you know, you won't be able to, to withstand another 25 years. But if it's front and center of your company, you know, that's what's going to keep you around for, for the next 25 years because you always take care of your, of your lifeblood and that's your customer. And it's the same thing with, with the individual. I mean, if if they can trust me as an employee then then i'll be then i'll be an employee for the next 25 years yeah and so it's that it's that goes back to that trust factor and it's really faith if we if we just take care of the truck the customer first then then we'll be here for the next 25 years
0: yeah that's awesome so um you know a lot of things with with furniture have been you know we were talking about evolution earlier you know see a lot of things have really for the past you know five years of you know usb ports included in in furniture and seeing a lot of stuff with led lights to kind of really set that mood and um and those type of things what what is it that you guys are seeing come into the marketplace now or or you see something that's that's trending or maybe we don't even know what what was the future of of furniture look like for student housing
1: Yes, yes. You know, uh, yeah, there, there's probably four or five quality answers for that. The, the, the one I'll focus on right now that, that we're seeing the last year or two, and, and I, I see it trending more and more. And it's really not it's, it's not like the, the coolest thing to mention in the world. It's not very techie or you know gadgets or all that. It's really something very basic. And, that, and that's I, I see a lot of people wanting to invest more money in their mattresses. <laughs> and it, 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 I mean, let, let's face it. I mean, we, you know, some of those mattresses we're, we're, we're sleeping on out there. I mean, they're they're very inexpensive. They might last for they might last for several years. But I tell you what, they're hard as a brick, and they're just or the, or they're they the antithesis of that. They're you, you, you know you, they're so flimsy you could fold them in half. And so um, you know, so really, people are really starting starting to see like you know what, you know, I, I you know, yes, the lazy rivers are great. And all, all those who. Remarkable amenities of tanning beds and movie theaters, but you know what I also got to do? I got to get the I got to give my my clients in their home a nice mattress to sleep on.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It, I really, I, I know that it's not very sexy, and it, it, you know, but but I, I really but, believe that people start thinking about that. You're
0: exactly right. I mean, I'll tell you, uh, you know, I'm obviously much older than the student housing demographic, um, but you know, when it when it came to when I started traveling, um, which happened, you know, pretty much right out of college, it, I end up. I bank a lot of points, a lot of my hotel points with, with Marriott just because there's a lot of things that, um, a lot of places me and my family like to go and, yeah, but I could tell you, even within the Marriott family, you know, looking at a Fairfield and the quality of that mattress versus a courtyard, I won't stay at a Fairfield, <laughs> even if they're right beside of each other and the Fairfield's $20 cheaper a night. I'm going to the courtyard because that mattress is going to give me a better night's sleep. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and I got to imagine you know i i can't remember the last time i've seen a review you know saying hey i've picked this place because it's got a better mattress but i could tell you there are plenty of places that have got reviews that say the mattresses here are horrible bring your own mattress but yeah i i, I see what you're saying with the mattresses
1: well um, Wes, I, it, it, to your point it will not get you a lease. i bet you i bet you it work it, it will help retain them and it I will sure, so it, it, sure 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 get you to lose one with it with a bad one yeah i mean i mean mean, your fairfield is only two or three nights you know, I mean, imagine that's your bed for the for, for the for the year.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, it, now, t- talking about mattresses, there's been you know a huge uh, uh, evolution just within that industry industry over the past, uh, definitely the past five years. That most would argue it started before then, but with these you know bed in the box type of places like Casper and Purple and um, my gosh, there's probably a dozen of them out there, and I. Totally see where it makes a lot of sense in urban areas where, you know, (laughs) um, trying to get a a queen size or even a, you know, even a double size mattress into, you know, into a New York loft or something. It just doesn't make any sense. And these are great for that. But I've heard a lot of people that use them say, hey, this is the best mattress I've ever had. And I won't, you know, I always use this and, and never go back to, you know, the traditional spring mattress and all of that. Do you see that happening? With I mean, what, what's kind of your take? What's your observation within the student housing world? And do you see you know is that is that does that make a lot of sense for student housing developers to use something like that?
2: I, I think it could be. I think it could make a lot of headway in our in our industry. You know, because really those those companies like Casper and Tuft and & Needle and, and all these different places in purple have become the experts in mattresses. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we offer mattresses, but but we're, we're no experts and, um, you know, we can provide a specification and things like that. But those those people have, have put in the time on YouTube. You can you can search reviews on mattresses and you'll get somebody that that'll, you will know, test out all 10 of them. And just tell you what what they like about it and what they don't, and what's one's holding up and stuff like that. And I think that also fits into you know the clientele. I mean, the, these students are the, the millennials are coming out of of this industry, but and in the, the generation X is coming right in, and they're they're all about you know they're not going to the the box or, or the brick and mortar stores. You know they're buying stuff online, and so they're looking at reviews, they're looking at images from someone that's already made the purchase, and I think that really falls in line with the clientele that, that we're dealing with in the student housing industry, and so I think if a property were to say, "Hey, we have we have Casper mattresses," you know, we're sponsored by Casper, we have a relationship partnership with them, uh, I think that could be a, a real head turner in our industry, and and really make a lot of headway
0: so tell me tell me a little bit of on the supply with that is is that that type of mattress is that something that that yourself and other per, and other furniture providers are able to to get or does do those you know dozen companies out there that are selling it do they do you have to go directly through them to get it
2: i, I think i think both i mean i i think if we had some partnership maybe with uh with a company that's 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 doing uh, mattress cells in a box some kind of partnership where you know we would install for them or something like that I, I think that would work i think there's there's probably some furniture companies that have the poss- you know the, the possibility to to make their own bed in a box i know we would we would be um a company that be, would be able to do that so it's just, it, it, it's
0: just out there to be asked at this point really isn't it
2: Yes, and and I think the price. I think the price would have to, to play into Obviously, that too. Obviously, yeah. You know, yeah. Who, 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 can these companies that are domestic uh, that are making their stuff inside the states? You know, can the Casper make a contract grade mattress that's going to hold up, and can they can they hit the price point? I think right. that's the biggest.
0: So so going off of um, you know the topic of supplies, you know I'm, I'm working with several developers now that are honestly facing a, a pretty tough decision of, you know, do they need to put a project off for another year or so because lumber has gone up 47% since, since September, um, specifically lumber coming out of Canada, which is where most of our lumber comes from. It's expected to go up another 10% before the end of the year. Uh, stills going up because of the tariffs, uh, which, uh, you know it's been great for for the stock prices of, of domestic steel producers but it's still expensive um, yeah. and i think all that stuff's going to end up leveling out obviously but let's i want to understand what kind of impact that's had on the on the furniture industry and then maybe hey what we don't know when this is going to end up stopping or when it's going to end up turning around are there some things that we need to be doing as operators and developers to and because you know we've got one shot with getting this you know, each year of getting the furniture in, and if something happens where, you know, a legislative or, or, or presidential decision is made to you know to, to drop a tariff on something, no one's got control of that. And you know, we're setting prices You know months in advance half a year to a year in advance so yeah have you guys got any observations or takeaways that you feel like our audience should should keep in mind
1: and i I absolutely do (laughs) yeah i I had a feeling you did d you you know uh you know first of all as far as like midterm or long term i mean of course you know if there are if, if there are really some widespread you know protectionism type of tariffs well well it, it could cause the prices to go up and then and they would just be that they would they, they would just go up but but I think you're asking like in a short term fashion and I think that's even more important yeah. you know, who knows at the midterm long term I mean I, I, I mean you've got to choose a supplier that that has some diversification in their supply chain. And what I mean by that, very, very specifically, I mean, I mean, right now, you can just glance on the news feed on your phone. I mean, all the attention is on China right now. Is so there, there's not be any tariffs that spring up in other countries that that there's no rumors about? I don't believe that for a second. I mean, there's, I mean, Donald Trump has been talking about this for for not just months but years. If you go back to his campaign, so if anybody's caught off guard about tariffs going out of China. I don't know what hole they were living in, yeah. and so th- I mean th- this was this is not a new thing. So what does all that mean to the buyer, to, to the operator, the private developer? That I would just encourage folks. Um, uh, I would encourage folks to really uh, to make sure their supplier is diversified outside of China. They've got other other supply chains, you know, outside of China. I would encourage even more so, because you never know what's going to happen, that you've got a furniture supplier that has enough integrity and enough wherewithal as far as financially, i meaning established enough, where if they if there is if there is a short-term crisis and prices skyrocket, and if the contract's already issued, quite frankly, that furniture supplier's got to honor their contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the operator, the, the developer – can I mean they't they can't, they can't hedge their their prices on potential tariffs. I mean that's up to the, that's up to the supplier itself. So you've got, to, you've got to choose a supplier that has enough about them to honor that contract regardless if there's something that just happens like you said totally out of someone's control. But at at least ask the question, you know, are, are, you, uh, are are you guys exclusively manufacturing in China? If the answer is yes, you, you better be careful yeah and so um so anyway that that would be my my two cents worth.
0: well okay. and and one thing i I know you haven't talked about it, but we we discussed this in, months ago when when I first met uh Curtis but um you guys have actually got boots on the ground in in asia and not just yeah. you know not just a a contractor but but actual payroll <laughs> that, sure. That, sure. Uh, sure. Of, of folks there so and I think there's a lot there's a lot to be valued with that a just for from a quality control standpoint but also you know kind of filling out how these things are are, are going to you know have an effect on on price right. so i think that i think that's great uh, i don't know it's, if you've got anything else to, to comment uh, with I'm, that
1: but well you you know I mean, i'll be very be, i'll be very succinct i mean the, the other one of the other strategic powers we made you know, back in that 08, 09 era, where one of them was Jason Moore, and, um, and he really had a—he he really helped us shape the vision. And he—and he called it, and we still call it. It was just an internal vision of 360 zero turn, and that means you—if you have perfect 360 vision of everything in your company—that you can give a zero turn response to any question anybody asks, mm. you know, whether whether it's whether it's internal or whether external whether it's external. Mm-hmm. And so so what has that relate to boots in the ground? Well you gotta have visibility is key to being successful with all with all this, especially importing. So you have to have, as you've ordered it and I've it, boots in the ground. You've got to have your own folks, you know, uh, with, you know in the factory developing real partnerships with these factories to know actually what's happening not just what someone is telling you that is happening yeah and so I, I think that's that's key and, then, and that's what shaped our decisions the last the last 10 years you know does it provide better better visibility and and would and that enable us to give a zero-term response to all questions so that that's been our goal and it's a work in progress I mean we, we're, we're still working on it and probably we'll always be working on that
0: right right well, guys, um, yeah, I really appreciate the time that, that you've given to me and, and our audience today. And again, thanks for being a, a sponsor of the podcast. Additionally, you guys have got some some, some more value to give out to, to our listeners, especially those that I think this is great for the folks that are new to the student housing industry, You know, either on the operating side or especially if... You're a real estate developer and maybe you're switching gears and, and getting into student housing uh, there's a lot of those out there several are my clients uh, but you, you've we, we talked a little bit about hey this is I, I could really use some help from a standpoint of having a resource available for those clients to say Hey, here are some things that are that are unique about student housing furniture that you need to understand. And Curtis, you've you've been busy the past few weeks putting together some uh, some videos for the Aus YouTube channel um, that you guys are putting on your on your website to really help those developers and operators um, understand that. So, you want to take a quick minute to explain to everybody about that? Sure.
2: Yeah, really. Just try to be objective um, about making some videos for for some some people that might be getting into this industry, and just just making wise choices that that will be not not just for the next you know, six months, but something that you could that you could do and that would impact you know the next three or four years, and that would be helpful to to the property's overall health. And we, you know, I think that just. Some items like you know, just having a, a, a sofa with mover, removable, and replaceable fabric.
0: I love yeah. that video, by the way. I, I, I've never seen anybody work that fast.
2: <laughs> it, 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 it is, it is, uh, it is such a. Uh, I mean, it, it looks good on paper, and it, and it makes sense when you see it. And it's going to make sense when when you have a, a damaged arm on one of your one of your living rooms, and um, and instead of re- you know, throwing the old one out into the, the, the landfill, you come in and you just replace the piece of fabric that that's needed for a fraction of the cost. And so I think I think the customer wins, that being the student. I think the property wins, and I think that that the supplier of furniture wins as being very very valuable and be able to you know uh, accomplish us you know give a solution in a very quick manner that's that's good for everyone so uh, and it's just little things and what like
0: you yeah, what I was amazed with uh, is that uh, okay it, it wasn't really that fast uh, you, your your video editor obviously you know sped it up um, but you did it the entire <laughs> you did it yourself Kurt <laughs> you did it the you did the entire thing without getting your uh, shirt tail out of your out of your pants so you kept your shirt <laughs> your shirt tucked in the entire time. And I didn't see a bead of sweat
1: after you were done.
2: That that is right. Maybe a little heavy breathing, but that's about it. that's just because overweight.
1: that's just because you're photo <laughs> that, photoshopping. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, and, and I think that really goes back to putting the customer first. And so what good is removable placeable fabric if if it gets there and, and the and the customer can't provide it and do it themselves, and so you know, really, the, the the idea that it's you take out six bolts and then and then it's Velcro, and so yeah. anyone can can literally do that, and, and it and it might take them, you know, someone that's knowledgeable, uh, four minutes, and someone that's not, you know, twenty minutes, but you could still accomplish it in, in, in a in a decent amount of time uh, for your property.
0: Well, great. And uh, again, they can go to the website to see that. Is that correct?
2: Yes. The AUSWay.com. Uh, T-H-E-A-U-S-W-A-Y.com. And uh, we'll, we'll have a video tab there and they can click on and see, see some of those videos.
0: Great. And if they want to get in touch with you guys, um, obviously they can go th- through their website. But uh, is there an email or a phone number you want to make sure everybody has?
1: Uh, sure, sure. What is our general number here? Might be the easiest way. Uh two zero five six two one twenty five zero two. And and then of course like you said the, the the website would have, you know, several ways to get in contact with us.
0: Great. Well, Dean and Curtis, again, I appreciate the time that you've, you've spent with the audience today. And uh, I'm sure everybody's going to be better for it and things for the for the insight and value of you know some of the things that are, you know, even even us so-called experts and, <laughs> and veterans of the industry. Um, you know, it's it's news to me about some of these things that are that are coming down the pipeline. So uh, thanks for, for providing that. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.
1: Hey, no, the pro- the pleasure was ours. We really appreciate it so much.
0: All right, thanks, thanks, guys. Thank you.